my great pleasure to introduce Joanne Moretti, the Chief Marketing Officer at CisionLink and CEO of J-Curve Digital. Welcome to the Women in Tech Podcast, a special series of Heads in the Cloud episodes hosted by Michelle Licardi, President and Chief Revenue Officer of Star to Star. Welcome everyone to Heads in the Cloud. I'm Michelle Accardi, President and CRO of Star to Star. I'm hosting a special segment of our podcast discussing women in tech. It's my great pleasure to introduce today's guest, Joanne Moretti, the Chief Marketing Officer at DecisionLink and CEO of JCurve Digital. Joanne has over 30 years of product management, marketing, and sales experience at companies like Jabil, CA, Dell, and HP. Joanne's focus is helping companies as a board member, board advisor, and growth consultant. She's been a huge help to me over my career and one of my mentors. Uh, so I want to welcome Joanne uh, and, and you know, just, again, thank her for all the mentorship she's, uh, she's given me over the years. So Joanne, you want to introduce yourself uh, any more than I, than I have already today? No, it's, uh, it, I just want to say thank you for the really, really kind uh, words and introduction. Um, I have had an incredible career. Um, as you mentioned, it's more than 30 years, but we won't say how much more. Um, but it's great to be here. I'm honored that you would uh, have me on your show. I'm really looking forward to this. I think you and I have always had a really great bi-directional mentorship. And so we'll share that with this uh, audience and uh, we'll get into some of my kind of tips around a mentoring, whether you're giving or receiving. I think it's really important to just have some understanding and some kind of framework around how you do it and, and what what's important and what to what to expect out of it. Absolutely. So obviously today's topic is mentorship. Um, we are going to dive right in. Um, so Joanne, how important do you think mentorship actually is to women coming up in today's workforce? I know I have my opinion, but what, what are, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's so important. And it wasn't, it wasn't a thing when, you know, when we had first started in the industry, when I had first started, you started much later than I did, but it wasn't a thing. It is a really important part of your professional and quite frankly, your personal life uh, these days. And it's so important that I actually advise uh, the women that I talk to, to not only have one mentor, I think it's really important to surround yourself with a number of different people with diverse perspectives and people that aren't necessarily all in your company, um, but people that have this diverse background, um, come from different schools of thought, and then really create this, I call it personal board of directors, right? Surround yourself with a personal board of directors, get the feedback from these different perspectives, these different lenses, and then synthesize all that and then make a decision. And, and oh, by the way, I can't even stress enough how important it is in today's world. If you want to move your career forward, you need to start making decisions. So every decision counts. You should speak to mentors, again, a group of them, not just one perspective, because there's bias. Everybody has bias. But really take that, synthesize, filter it down to what you think makes sense, and then make decisions. It's what your company pays you to do. If you're not ready to make decisions, that's a different story. You know, then you can go into your supervisor, manager, what have you, and say, here's what I think we should do. Give them some options and get a decision made because your company's progress 
depends on it. So to me, mentorship revolves around decision-making, but it revolves around sound decision-making. Absolutely. So obviously, you know, you're, you're so incredibly wise, Joanne. Thank um, you. How, how did you come to this wisdom? I mean, did you have, uh, I know you said, you, you know, there wasn't a thing like mentorship, but really how did you come to really understanding your need for this personal board of directors to help you with that decision-making? I completely stumbled on it. So um, I started just talking to a woman who was from IBM very early in my career. I think I was in you know, IT operations uh, at either CIBC or one of those companies where I started that's not on my resume anymore. <laughs> um, but I started speaking to this woman, just digging in about, you know, What's she doing and how does she like IBM? You know, I was in an IT, so I was in a, at a, what you would call a customer site, right? And we were huge users of IBM uh, and consumers of their products and services and capabilities. And I just sat there and started, I had all these questions, you know, why are you there? How did you get there? How do you like it? Um, and learned a lot. And then there was another woman from CA, and that's actually, that was my inroad to CA was uh, through this wonderful human being, Sue Foss, uh, you know, rest her soul. She's, she's not with us anymore, but this woman changed my life. And it was through those two conversations that I realized that, A, uh, it was time to stretch myself, and, and, but more importantly, B, was that realization that I actually went to people, asked questions, got answers, and again, made a decision in my, in my career to take a different step, take a different route. And that was to, we, we call it, you know, go to the dark side, to, to go to the vendor side. Um, but that's how it happened. And I stumbled on, I thought, what an amazing thing. You know, I asked questions and I heard answers. Some of them I didn't like, and I picked and choose. You know, you pick and choose what, what suits you and what, what you think is going to work for you. But that's when I discovered mentorship. So let's say that was, my gosh, I'm scared to say, uh, <laughs> mid to late 80s. I'm sure it was more the late 80s. <laughs> but wow. that's how I came across it and realized it was something. And then people started putting a label around it. Um, and then I thought, I, can't not, I cannot go forward in my career without this kind of feedback, this kind of input. So that's kind of how I came across it. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I, I was similar path for myself. You know, it was just in starting out in my career and just being inquisitive, right? Just wanting to get other people's opinions. That's how I sort of came into uh, mentorship. And, you know, I, I know at CA, uh, when we were both there and gosh, I mean, I, I'm not sure how many years you spent at CA, but I spent 17 years there. Uh, I, I know that maybe about 10 years in when I started to get to know you, uh, it was wonderful to have, you know, a strong female that I could, uh, you know, go to and say, you know, I'm in this situation, how would you handle this? Uh, and get that great feedback. Uh, super, super helpful, obviously. And I've relied on, on you as, on, as part of my personal board of directors ever since that here at, at Start a Star as well. So it's great. But, but from your perspective, what do you think makes mentoring work? When does it not work? Because I've certainly had people who have been on my board of directors who, you know, after after a time, I've realized, you know, maybe uh, maybe their opinion doesn't matter so much. Uh, uh, and how do you know what 
opinions to synthesize in and go, yes, let's take that feedback. That's something I can work with and, and when not to. Yeah, that's a really good question. It's a really, really good, important factor uh, in, in, um, in, in, you know, entering sort of mentorship relationships. Um, I think, okay, first of all, I'm going to say something you can edit this out of, but it's not a bitch session. Like don't go into mentoring with a negative, you know, woe is me, help me, save me, you know, kind of thing. It's it's and, and complaining. It's not that that's when I've seen it not work on both sides. Um, and so I think that's not, it's counterproductive. I think you should look at a mentoring opportunity, um, in a really professional manner. And that means have an agenda before your session, go in there with a list of questions you want to ask the person. Uh, if you're the mentor, uh, recall what was said in the last session and, you know, what did you do about it? Right. So, and how did it work for you? Maybe not. What did you do about it? But, you know, we talked about this particular aspect of your role. Um, there's a, a young lady I'm mentoring right now at Salesforce. And, you know, she always comes to the table with two or three questions ready. I always review what, you know, we talked about the session before, almost like minutes, you know, and don't make it that formal. I don't mean to say get all, you know, formal about it and, and, and things like that, but make sure that it's thoughtful, right? It's really thoughtful and understand as a mentor, did the advice you provided or the guidance work, um, think it through, you know, be thoughtful about each moment you spend together because look, everybody's time is precious. And in one of my, um, you know, other talks, I always say, Hey, go high. If you're going to have a mentor go high in the organization, right? It's, 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 really the best way to go. Um, so in any event, make it productive. And then the other thing is, um, this is a two-way learning street. I think you mentioned, you know, we, we bounce off each other. That's when mentorship works. I don't even know if it's mentorship and mentee anymore. I think it's, it's just really good bi-directional conversation where I'm finding the best sessions I have is both people learning. Right? And, 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 and actually, there was a, a young man uh, from your organization. There was a ton that I learned from him, you know, that, that uh, we spent some time in, in sessions. So that's the most productive is when you treat it like an important event and you frame it and you uh, take it seriously and you, you know, leave and apply as the mentee. And then you recall as the mentor and, and make sure lessons were learned and things happened because that's the only way you learn, right? You don't learn, um, you know, 80% of learning they say is done outside of the classroom in a, a traditional education sense because you're applying it and that's when it sticks. So, you know, check on that and make sure things stuck or if they didn't work, figure out different, uh, different approaches. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And it's one of the things I've loved about having you as a mentor. I feel like we've always bounced great things and, and you know, there's no topic that is, uh, is taboo with regards to, uh, you know, uh, whether it's personal or professional and how to grow a career, or how, to, how to handle tough uh, conversations, crucial conversations. Uh, you know, I, I think that's really... Uh, I know I've learned a lot through that type of a process. So 
do you have any examples of some great advice that you were given by a mentor or by your board of mentors, essentially? Um, so one mentor kind of really laid it on the line for me one day. And it was a he. And he said, you know, Joanne, you aren't a salesperson anymore. <laughs> You're a sales leader. You know, and he said, stop managing deals and start managing people. And I have to tell you that that one piece of advice, you know, I've been a man, you know, managing people for a long time and I manage managers of people, which is also a different paradigm, right? We think it's the same. It's not. So managing managers is a far different um, uh, kind of, you know, skill set. And th this, this is when it really kicked in, you know, and that's the time I needed it too, uh, was when I was sort of managing managers. And I thought to myself, wow, it really is incumbent upon us to grow people and help them be successful and inspire them. Um, and it's not my job to pull up a spreadsheet or pull up a proposal and start keying the stuff in. And it was, it was incredible because he went on to say, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I challenged, right? And, and of course, in a mentorship relationship, you should challenge your mentor once in a while. And I, and I at, well, kind of at first I got defensive, but then I thought, wait a second, you know, don't people like it when you help them do their work? Isn't that something that's useful? It gives them some time back and so on and so forth. You know, so I was kind of like defending it. Um, and he turned around, his name's Phil. He's just a marvelous human being. He turned around, he says, your people actually resent it. And that, that floored me completely. First statement like was, you know, punch one. Second statement was punch two and it was the knockout, right? It was like, wow, they resent it. How come they resent it? And he said, because you're taking learning moments away from them, right? That's a feeling of accomplishment. They're making an, a step forward. No one took your learning moments away from you. I said, no, no boss has ever helped me do my work. <laughs> you know, so we had this really good, like, and it was fine to challenge and go back and forth uh, with him. Um, but that was probably one of the best pieces of advice as I got in my latter sort of career. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think back to, you know, I was pretty ambitious in my younger years and I saw a lot of um, people who I felt weren't doing their jobs right. And uh, some of the best advice I ever got was, uh, so sort of sound funny, funny, uh, she who wields the sword rarely wears the crown, meaning, Obviously, you know, you don't have to put the nails in other people's coffins when they're, uh, you know, it, you need to be a help and a service to people. And that's how you rise up in an organization, not by pointing out everyone else's flaws and where every other problem is. Uh, so that was some great mentorship advice uh, that I got. And I saw a major career change for myself when I stop, stopped focusing on where everybody else's flaws and faults were and how I could fill those gaps and instead focused on where I could be great. Um, so I think there are a lot of moments like that. And when I talk to my partners, uh, you know, I, I hope that my partners see me as a mentor to them in terms of how, uh, how I can deliver growth and how my team can deliver growth for them. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it's, this is so much about how you have that transparent conversation with people and, uh, you know, I think, you know, it, we're getting to a place where, uh, for me, I've had mentors of, from all diversity, right? Uh, you know, I've had men who have been great mentors. I've had women 
who have been great me mentors. But I, I read a recent Forbes article that pointed out that there's a gender discrepancy in American mentorship with 82% of men having a male mentor, but only 67% of women having a female mentor. Do you make anything of this? I mean, I think it's numbers. It could be the numbers just because there's so many more men in the, in the workforce um, and particularly in the senior executive. Remember the thing I said, you know, shoot high for mentors. Um, so there's fewer women in the senior executive ranks, which is, is a sad state of affairs. I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. Um, but I just think it's fewer to choose from. And, and so if you're driving that career and, you know, the person who has the role that you want someday is a male, it's going to happen that, you know, you're going to end up talking to a male. So, so yeah, I think, um, you know, kind of a sad stat, but probably uh, mathematically makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I know for myself, I, I mean, some of my doctors have been men, um, but do you think, I mean, from your perspective, do you think a man can effectively mentor a woman? Do you, do you think it can go the other way? You know, what do you, what do you think the challenge is uh, and the issues might be around getting sound advice from that? Any recommendations for, you know, how we, we, we handle gender diversity in mentorship? Yeah. <laughs> What's really funny about what you just said is that, um, I would say I've had lots of coaches and mentors in my career. 80% of them have been men. Yeah. Um, and it's just the way, like I said, I think it was the math that it played out. But to be honest with you, I learned so much. One of the things I learned from a man was to respect myself and respect my level of intelligence. I, I had the worst what is it called? The imposter syndrome. I had the worst, you know, and to be honest with you, I had that because, you know, I didn't finish my degree and went into sort of, you know, taking uh, IT and back then, you know, you took sort of an IT program uh, and you got a certificate and you went off and worked. And so I always had this inferiority complex from day one. I always felt like I had to overcompensate. I still feel like that. People see it in me and I, I've reflected on it. I'm self-aware of it um, and so forth. But it's where it stems from. But he said to me, you know, you're so smart and, you know, don't overcompensate. You, you got it, right? You, you process and you process differently than other people. Um, but you process really well and you make, you know, good choices. Um, so when he said, and I was pretty young when, when that was one of my first mentors and I, he, he just boosted my confidence. Like, like I couldn't believe. And, um, and I started coming out of my shell at that point, but, um, so I don't think there's any disadvantages. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I quite, you know, it, you know, and also maybe coming from a man, it felt really good because back in the nineties, you know, late eighties, nineties, Michelle, there were no women around. Um, but his advice beyond that was really sound, but that point really gave me confidence so I think men can instill confidence and can teach and guide and, 
Absolutely. With women. Don't you think that it's also good from a, from the perspective of, you know, I see a lot of us as women, you know, we don't know some, you negotiate hard, but not all women negotiate hard for, (laughs) for, uh, for what they need and want. And I think men do. And, and I think getting a male perspective on like, why wouldn't you ask for that? Why wouldn't you do that? Like, and really challenging around that. That's been very helpful to me. Um, you in terms of what I do deserve. Uh, and sometimes, uh, again, maybe the more n- nurturing side of us uh, might have us not go to those places without having that sounding board that says, well, why wouldn't you ask that? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you make that decision? Um, and I found that men have always been very helpful at that. Now I'm thankful. I've also had some amazingly strong women mentors like yourself um, who who have also uh, told me not to have imposter syndrome. Uh, again, my, I think we all, and the interesting thing is I think women sort of naturally seem to have this imposter syndrome thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, why that is, I'd like to explore, but that's a whole different, uh, uh, podcast. But my sense is, um, if you get men engaged, uh, with you around that to say, no, you are smart enough. You have all the pieces, uh, it can break you out of that really quick. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I have, I don't know why that is, but that's something that I've found that having that great male mentorship has been helpful for. And then, um, having the support system of my female mentors has Mm -hmm. been really good too, because, you know, also I think sometimes, my male mentors may go too far on things and my female mentors pull me back and go, you know, you don't have to, you know, the, you don't have to go that crazy on that. You can think about it from a different perspective. The other thing is I, I think of um, the mentorship I've gotten from you about having a framework to think about things and to build out my programs using a frame, a framework versus yeah. um, you know, making every decision uh, based on subjective uh, things, but really coming up with my, what, what are the, the things that really matter to my organization and making sure things truly align to that. And I think that that applies to everyone. Like when I go to my partners now, I say to them, you know, when I'm trying to help be a mentor to them, I'm, I bring this sort of framework of what are your goals? Yeah. How do these programs align to those goals? And, and that was something that I, I took away from my mentorship with you. I mean, that, that's one of the most powerful things uh, that was given to me by, by you. So thank you for that. Um, so obviously mentorship has a, a piece of leadership uh, in it, but why do you think, or, or do you think that more leaders need to be taking time to mentor? How do you make the time? Uh, what's your sense on that? Um, so I do. Um, I think that, um, you know, I can't speak for others, but we, there's so many responsibilities these days, right? And that was probably another reason why I think that, you know, there's more male mentors, the percentages you gave from Forbes, um, just the responsibilities we have these days, uh, especially during the pandemic, right? We're at home, the kids are around, there's so many things going on. Uh, we've got households to manage. I've got a daughter getting married this year. This is a big thing, right? You've got twins. I mean, there's just a lot going on. So I think that has something to do with it. And, and frankly, people are fatigued. 
they're meeting fatigued. It's it's just like you you seem to work longer hours. Um, but I'll, I've tried to just figure it out. And from a, a timing perspective, um, and I know this might sound yicky to some people, but I pull out the laptop pretty much every Sunday at you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock. I think a lot of people do because I see emails start flying at that time. I've also chopped a bit of that time on Sunday afternoon to give some mentorship. Some people really appreciate it um, because they're busy as well. So I find like just looking for those little windows in your week, maybe a Monday or a Sunday night, that those seem to be windows. So I think you just have to kind of look for those windows because we have so much buildup of, you know, especially women, we're multitasking, we're managing so many different things at once that I, uh, I feel like you just have to find those little times you can do it, but it's important for everybody to do, right? And it's important to give back. And it's important to give back when you can give back. I mean, I'm in a lucky place that, you know, I can give back. And I got, you know, that means surrounding yourself with good people at work, empowering them and freeing your time up to do what I call, you know, building the future. Cause we got to build a good future. Our kids are living in it, right? So we've got to help build the next generation. And if that means helping somebody else's kid, we got to do it. Yeah. No, so that's kind of how I look at it. We have to do it. We got to make time. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in so much agreement with you around that. And, you know, as I talk to some of my partners and they are looking at their own company cultures and how that plays into mentorship and, you know, do you have any advice for, you know, maybe that small to medium-sized business and how how they get mentorship to be a part of their their culture? I mean, obviously we've come from very large and then gone into smaller organizations. So interested in your perspective on that. Yeah, I have a big, big thought on that. I think that uh, cult- companies have to encourage it. And not only companies have to encourage it, executives have to encourage it. They have to invite it. They have to warmly receive it. They can't have the closed door. Everyone's, you know, got to be afraid of me thing. They they really got to open the door and invite critical and crucial conversation in both directions. Because quite frankly, the wisdom that they'll pick up in these conversations, you know, step down, step, you know, uh, those uh, step up or the, you know, the the skip step meetings and things like that, um, you know, going down a few levels or across a few levels into other areas, uh, that is eye-opening. There's a lot of things one will learn from you know, a mentoring session with you know, maybe a, a, a new young employee. Charles Wong did this with me. I was 32 years old, Michelle, and here's this billionaire calling me, asking me, what do I think of something? Right, And not even just behind closed doors. He'd do it in meeting rooms, I'll never forget. I think we were in the NASA Coliseum having a sales kickoff and he, you know, pointed to me because I was in, you know, one of the front rows and said, Joanne, what do you think about that? <laughs> and I'm sitting there in a room full of, I don't know, 5,000, 6,000 people at the time. And so he learned from me and I learned so much from him. And yeah. I never shared that with anybody, but he's what not a great, here anymore, that, so. That's such a great example though of an individual that, obviously, you know, uh, was capable of making decisions and was very, very successful, but, you know, uh, being able to point to an employee 
out of the sea of employees and say, what do you think and get your ideas and what, how, boy, that does that instill confidence? Does that, that's something I think my partners can take. So even if you're in a, in a small organization, um, you know, making sure you're involving your employees and getting their feedback um, and synthesizing some of that, that's how you sort of bring it up and can create a, uh, an environment, a culture where a mentorship can happen. Um, so I, that, I think that was a great, great example. And uh, look, that's why I, I love having you on my uh, mentor, uh, uh, you know, and, and I, I know for me, you know, uh, my mentors have been my sponsors. They've been my champions. Um, do you think there's any difference between a mentor relationship and, and that sponsor champion relationship? Or do you think that's all sort of one in the same? What, what, are, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, sometimes I think, but, you know, I think, like I said earlier, you know, make sure you understand what you're walking into, have some sort of framework, have some sort of goals for the particular engagement, uh, make it clear, you know, with your mentor or mentee, what the objectives of the, you know, the conversations are and, and what your goals are. Um, you can definitely be all three to someone or do all three but it's, it's good to set expectations and be clear because if someone is really looking just for a sponsorship, hey, you know what? Don't veil it in, can I have your mentorship? Come and see me once and then never come back, right? That doesn't look good either. Be honest, be clear. Say, I want your sponsorship. I want to go for this role. I really value your opinion. Do you think I'm ready for the role? That's a one-off maybe or a couple of conversations and a sponsorship, can, you know, can you sponsor me at the next talent review session? Because now, you know, companies do talent reviews and a bunch of executives huddle together and they talk about people. They put their pictures up on the wall and they talk about people. And I'll never forget, you know, this happened at HP. Um, and I love the process, by the way. But, you know, one of the people that I was working with, Gail, I won't say her last name, but really smart woman, as soon as we were talking about VP promotions and there was an opportunity, I'm like, I brought up her name. I said, it's Gail. You know, she had specifically come, come to me. We had goals. We spoke. I understood she wanted to become the next VP of the next sort of, uh, 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 we were uh, industry aligned. So the next industry group that opened up, you know, and, and it meant, meant a big court. You know, it was funny. Here's a little piece of mentorship right here. She said, uh, should I really go for this job? I said, look, the ego boost lasts about five minutes. And then the reality of the quota is going to set in. Okay. So be careful what you wish for. Because that, you know, CEO title, that VP title, that SVP title sounds really good. It impresses the shit out of everybody when you get it. But then the next day, get ready because all the responsibilities come with it. And that's what we talked about. But we, you know, we, we had a couple of conversations. It was about a sponsorship. I understood her goals. I understood what I had to do in my role in it. And when the moment was right, you know, I texted. So I remember texting someone, one of my colleagues who was, a, who was an SVP. And we were all, you know, and I said, Deb, Deb, okay, this is our moment. This is when we're going to, you know, promote Gail, right? We're going to say it in this talent review because, you know, the perfect opportunity came up. She texted back and she goes, I wholeheartedly agree. So I made the nomination 
and 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 Deb uh, agreed with it, and off we went. You know, get, helping Gail with her promotion. So those types of relationships are absolutely great. They can be blended with a mentorship. They don't have to be, but yeah, be no, honest and be open about what you want from it's, from a conversation. You know, that's a great point. I think just just that exactly telling people what you want, uh, whether it's in a mentorship relationship or a sponsor, but but being very clear about what your objective is and what you're asking for help with, I think in, in everyday life is, is something that people need to do. So as always, this has been just a great conversation. So thank you again for joining us, Joanne. Uh, again, I, I couldn't be more thrilled to have you as a, as a personal mentor and, and friend. Um, if anyone wants to reach out to you and wants to find out more about Decision Link, or J Curve Digital. What's the best way to get get in contact with you, Joanne? Well, th- thank. First of all, thank you for the kind words, and I feel exactly the same way about you. Um, I feel like we've really helped each other in our careers, and I'm so honored to call you a friend and a mentor and and um, a partner. You've been incredible, and I'm so damn proud of you. Um, <laughs> I always talk about. You. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, better hold back the tears here. But anyway, your question. Uh, yes, they can reach me at just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I, I have a few uh, women that I'm uh, working with right now, but I always have room to have some conversations and even just give quick tips, you know, um, but uh, for sure, hopefully some of the tips through this thing, this process, you know, this conversation ha- have helped. Um for women, especially, just a, a last word, uh, really up your game as far as, you know, your business acumen is concerned. You want to be taken seriously. A, you got to lean in, right? You must lean in. Uh, B, learn to speak the same language that your company executives speak. If you're not speaking in their language, and you'll figure out what that is, you need to really lean in and listen to what they say read your annual report, go to your town hall meetings, listen to people like Michelle uh, and understand what those goals are and then align yourself and everything you say to those goals, everything you do and why you do it. And I think that is kind of like my little parting piece of advice is speak in the language of business and there is no gender. There's none. It's you're a business person at that point. So I'll leave you with that you know, love to hear from you on LinkedIn uh, or anywhere. Uh, Sell value, as I always say, uh, but, um, you know, align, align to the business. Thanks again, Joanne. Uh, And thanks again to everyone for listening. Uh, That's it for this week's episode. If you have any ideas for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to me directly uh, at emmacarty at startastar.com or marketing at Start a Star. Also, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to Heads in the Clouds and share it with your coworkers. You can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you find and listen to podcasts. Thanks again, everyone. <laughs>